Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to another great episode of the Sheesh and Friends podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ashish. And as of lately, I feel like I always record at the wildest times. It is 5 a.m. on Friday. It is the morning after the first day of the draft. Things are bonkers. So let's cover those. Let's cover those things. Uh, you're getting to hear my voice twice within 24 hours. I think that's amazing. It would have been three times. I had actually been working on recording, did a mock draft, talked about some other topics. But then I passed out. I took a nap from 6 to uh, 7.30, and I didn't post it. So, womp womp. Let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about overall the picks, the, my thoughts. And we'll get into the Dallas Cowboys pick, obviously, because that is my team. Um, and I'll tell you my favorite moves, favorite things that happened that night. Um, and before we get started, hey, let's go Mavs, hashtag MFFL. Mavs, Mavericks moving on to the second round of the playoffs. They're facing off the Phoenix Suns starting Monday night. Uh, it was a nice way to wrap up the night, I won't lie. Um, so go Mavs. Moving on to the NFL draft. First pick, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They've been debating between Aiden Hutchinson, Ikonwu, and uh, Travon Walker. Travon Walker ended up being the number one draft pick, and I think that's pretty risky. His athleticism's insane, but uh, it's it's a project. But his ceiling, if it all comes together, is is actually insane. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson going second to Detroit Lions makes a lot of sense. Uh, good pick. Derek Stingley going third to the Houston Texans. A little bit of a reach. Didn't make too much sense. They could have gone a lot of different ways, but good for him. Uh, Sauce Gardner, two cornerbacks back-to-back. That was very interesting. He goes to the Jets. Giants making a great pick with Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, arguably the best pick in this draft and arguably the best D-end in this class. You 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 add that to Aziz Ojulari that they drafted last year. They got a pretty good value on him in the second round. Um, and a handful of the other guys on their team, Blake Martinez, uh, Dexter Lawrence. They have quite a few names. Leonard Williams. They have quite a few names there with the New York Giants, and I think that front seven's pretty scary. So he fits right in, in there. Um, Quincy Roche uh, also with... Uh, was drafted last year from Miami. He's on the team as well with the Giants. So Giants doing some great things. Iki Kwanwu going six to the Panthers makes a lot of sense. I had them either going Kwanwu or Evan Neal. Um, it didn't make sense to draft a quarterback at this position. It was way too early. And right now, it looks like Matt Rule is on hot seat, might get fired anyways, no matter what the outcome of the season is. So it didn't make sense to do anything too crazy. Um, like I said, they don't have a second round pick. Uh, they don't draft until the hundreds, I think. So, you know, getting a great uh, offensive tackle makes a lot of sense for the Panthers. Giants back on the board. Evan Neal, once again, they need some O line help, um, and that's really good. That's a really good move. That's two great draft picks, um, nearly back to back. Then we get our first. Then we get our run on wide receivers, and I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, I think Falcons getting a receiver made sense, but this run in the next few picks was just insane. So Drake London becomes the first wide receiver taken off the board. He goes to the Falcons. Uh, Drake the Rapper, I think, actually had 100K putting Drake London as a top 10 pick. So congrats on the winnings, Drake. Um, <laughs> good for you. Um, next up was Charles Cross with the Seahawks. Um, I think that was also a great pick. They needed a 
O-line help. They need help everywhere, really. Um, and this obviously came through from the Russell Wilson uh, trade. Um, the next pick, the Jets, that that pick was initially the Seattle's pick. Um, they obviously traded for Jamal Adams. They ended up taking Garrett Wilson. So now we have our second receiver off the board from Ohio State. Next up, we have Chris Olave going to the Saints. Saints moved up to draft Chris Olave, which was actually pretty interesting to see. Um, next up, we had Jameson Williams. So, as I was mentioning, with mock drafts, I loved choosing the lines and trading back. But, you know, that also means they had so much ammo they could trade up. And that's exactly what they did. They actually got a discounted deal. They traded with the Vikings. Um, and I think they won the trade by 200 points or so. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. I really love this deal. I think they needed a top receiver. I thought they could have gotten one at 32 or 34. But moving up to get one here it makes a lot of sense. You pair him up with your new QB, ideally this draft or next draft. But he's next to St. Brown, and you have a young future at wide receivers. Uh, a nice duo. And add that with Aiden Hutchinson, Aline McNeil from last year, um, Penny Sewell, Onzariki. They have quite a few nice names that they've been drafting. So good draft by the, by the Detroit Lions. I'm looking at this real quick. Give me one second here. Um, so, yeah, funny enough, the, these three wide receivers actually all play for Ohio State. Jameson Williams obviously went to Alabama um, in the last year, but before that he was at Ohio State. So it was pretty cool to see uh, Wilson, Olave, and Williams get drafted back to back to back. Then we had Eagles. And the rumor was they wanted to get in the top ten. And I think they wanted to get in the top 10 to draft a wide receiver. Clearly, we saw this huge run. So they ended up jumping in front of the Ravens with 13th pick. They traded with the Houston Texans. They drafted Jordan Davis, who was a monster defensive tackle. Really like that pick. That was insane. Um, and I think it's about this time we got news that the Baltimore Ravens actually traded away Marquise Hollywood-Brown and the third rounder um, to get a first-round pick from the Cardinals. So it was very interesting. We're like, whoa, there's, there's other trades going on right now. Marquise Brown, what are the Ravens doing? They got a second uh, pick in the first round. What exactly is going to happen? So anyways, with their 14th pick, they drafted Kyle Hamilton, a great safety. Um, he's a beast. I actually, a lot of people had Jordan Davis going to Baltimore at 14. So they kind of made a side move here, but Kyle Hamilton is someone a lot of people had in their top seven, top eight prospects in this NFL draft. So once again, Ravens making some great moves in the draft as they always do. This one came as a surprise and was a big shot in the face to the Dallas Cowboys. Houston's, uh, Houston Texans selected Kenyon Green with the 15th pick. No one really had him going there besides, I think, Lance Gerline. Um, in his last mock draft, had him there, take, going, going to the Texans. He is from Houston, uh, Lancaster line, so that makes a lot of sense. He has sources there. But this is one of the prospects the Cowboys fans and Cowboys were looking at. So that one really stunk that he went 15th. Um, Washington Commanders traded back. Like I said, they had the uh, 11th pick that traded with the Saints. They moved down to 16 and drafted Jahan Dotson, a wide receiver. Uh, that was interesting. I felt like there was better options. They could have done different things, but it is what it is. 
Next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. One of my favorite teams did a great move. They took the other Cowboys prospect I wanted. Zion Johnson, O-lineman, he's going to be plugged in that. Uh, I think it was left guard they mentioned. I think that's a great deal. you got to protect your number one asset, and that is Justin Herbert. So I love what they're doing there with the Chargers. Next up, it was right around here, like a pick before, that we got news that A.J. Brown got moved to the Philadelphia Eagles, which was freaking insane. Uh, and in the deal back, Tennessee Titans got the Eagles pick at 18. And one of the prospects is Traylon Burks, right? Someone that a lot of people had the Packers drafting in this first round. Uh, and a lot of his NFL comparisons were to A.J. Brown. So it makes a lot of sense that at 18, the Tennessee Titans drafted Traylon Burks, moved on from A.J. Brown, um, they don't have to pay A.J. Brown. They just drafted a first-rounder to try to replace him. A.J. Brown got a new deal. I think it's four years, $100 million, $57 million guaranteed. I love A.J. Brown, but seeing him on the Eagles is going to be disgusting. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. But the Eagles, with those two moves, with Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown, that's a hell of a first night in the NFL draft. Um, I'm a big fan of A.J. Brown. Let's see what happens, but that was very frustrating to see. And actually, what I was gonna, what I had recorded before um, that I didn't post was in talks of wide receivers because you know Debo Samuel was in talks. Uh, was he gonna get moved? Obviously, we saw Tyreek and Devontae Adams get moved, and I brought up AJ Brown. I was like, he's disgruntled. He took away Tennessee from his uh, Twitter. He wants a contract. People called him a bad teammate. Would the Jets be interested in trading for him? Jets weren't, but clearly other teams were, and he ended up being a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, next up, we had New Orleans Saints at 19. I actually called this one. I actually called the Zion one as well. I called a few of these picks, but there's so many trades, so many movements. Obviously, um, I was going to miss on quite a few, but Trevor Penning going to the Saints made a lot of sense. Uh, they lost Armstead to, I think it was the Dolphins, um, so they needed a alignment, uh, a new tackle. So Trevor Penning made a lot of sense to them. Then we had the Steelers, and it was really down to Willis or Pickett. Um, I always felt like they had a connection to Pickett, so I, I, put, I, <laughs> I made this come true. I was in a chat. Uh, it's pretty passive, not as active as last year's chat. Different friends, different group. But we were talking, and we are like, oh, is it Willis? It's like, no, it's going to be Pickett. So it was Pickett, so booyah. Um, McDuffie, I had him going to the Eagles, and I think if the Eagles had both of their picks, McDuffie would be an Eagle. But he, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs actually traded up and took their cornerback. When they traded up, initially we were discussing, we were like, oh, they definitely traded up because they wanted a wide receiver. Um, that was not the case. They took a cornerback really solid cornerback so let's see what happens there green bay came up we're like okay obviously this is for a wide receiver right there are 22 um i don't think they actually moved up this is from las vegas though um and we're like okay who are they gonna take they need a wide receiver nope they ended up taking quay walker um <laughs> who's a great player by the way a great linebacker um, but we were just expecting, hey, finally get Rodgers some help at wide receiver. Devontae Adams isn't there. What are you going to do? Looks like nothing. 
Um, next up, we had Buffalo Bills. They jumped in front of the Cowboys. Um, that was very confusing because I was like, what are they doing? Um, and what could they want from the Cowboys? Because they actually had the 25th pick. They ended up switching with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and just like, what, what do you think that the, the Bills think that the Cowboys need? They ended up taking a great cornerback, Kyer Elam from Florida. And I guess with the Kelvin Joseph news, they thought the Cowboys might be interested in a cornerback. And finally, we get to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> There's quite a few names. Quite a few names that we wanted there. The Kenyon Greens, the Zion Johnsons, they're not there. But you know who was on the board that I really was looking at? Tyler Linderbaum, Jermaine Johnson, Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean. Uh, these were kind of the names I was looking at. I was like, hey, any one of these players, yeah, it's not O-line, but I'd be okay with. And yeah, Linderbaum at center, great upgrade from Biotish, right? And he's a great player in college. But they end up taking Tyler Smith. Uh, funny enough, the Tennessee Titans tried to trade in front of the Cowboys with Baltimore, but they liked the Bills deal better. And funny enough, I think it's the Titans, they texted like Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones saying, um, that was a good pick. And if we had traded with you or in front of you, it would have been for Tyler Smith. And we'll get into Tyler Smith in, in just a brief moment. Let me finish out the first round. Tyler Linderbaum ends up going right after us to the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said, they are, they're always killing the uh, NFL draft. Somehow, all the great players end up landing to the Ravens. At 26, we have Jermaine Johnson. Jets actually moved back up um, in trade with Tennessee to get this pick. Uh, Douglas, the GM for the Jets, said they got three of their top eight picks that they wanted. They had a they had an incredible draft, and we'll talk about the winners uh, momentarily. But whew. after that, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, traded up and got Devin Lloyd, which is incredible, right? I love. I was like, man, if you teamed up Devin Lloyd with Micah Parsons, things would have been insane. Um, he was the number one LB prospect. Made a lot of sense. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they have um, Trevon Walker and Devin Lloyd, two athletic freaks. At 28, Packers are back back up. Um, do they take a receiver? No, because they hate Aaron Rodgers. So they take uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. Uh, Patriots reach at 29, take Cole Strange. And Kansas City Chiefs take George Karloftis, who dropped, um, and I thought was a Incredible value at 30. Uh, he's a great edge player. 31, Bengals take safety Daxton Hill. And to round out the first round, Minnesota Vikings take Lewis Seen from Georgia. So that wraps up your first round. So many trades, so many interesting things. Honestly, there weren't too many crazy things. I kind of expected more craziness to happen. They're just... A shit ton of trades. Um, and overall, I'd say maybe Trevon Walker being the number one is kind of a project. A little bit of a reach. Um, Stingley at three was a bit of a reach. I think the Washington Commanders wide receiver taking him at 16. Jahan Dotson a little too early for my taste. And let's get into it. Who are the winners? The winners to me, in my opinion, un unfortunately, Philadelphia is a huge winner. A.J. Brown um, giving Jalen Hurts another toy to work with, giving Devontae Smith, I'd say, a little bit more cushion, less pressure to be the number one. Now he's the number two on the team. And having that 
those two wide receivers to throw to with Sanders in the backfield, Dallas Goddard still there. You got some nice weapons. Um, they obviously still have two first round picks next year. So if Jalen Hurts isn't the answer this year, they have they can draft a nice QB next year and kind of be ready to win. Um, and they made some great, like said, Jordan Davis to solidify that D line. Uh, bolster that line. They signed Hassan Reddick this offseason too. Darius Slays in that secondary. Like they have some really nice names. They're actually quite scary in my opinion. Secondly, I think the Ravens coming out with Kyle Hamilton, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, that's really great. Those are elite draft picks. They're always doing great things. Um, pretty you know, some safe ones I'd say like Zion Johnson to the Chargers makes a lot of sense. Uh, might not be the flashy pick, taking O-lineman twice in the first round, two consecutive years, getting Rashawn Slater last year, Zion Johnson this year. You're protecting your number one asset, and that's Justin Herbert. So I, I thought that was actually an underrated move. Detroit Lions, I thought they actually did a great job. Um, getting Aiden Hutchinson falls to you at number two, makes a lot of sense for your team, follows the mindset of Dan Campbell. And you trade up to take one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in this class when healthy. Uh, Jamison Williams, pair him up for your future team, your future QB. Um, I, I really like those picks. And you still ended up, they got the 40th pick, I think the 46th, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the trade with the Vikings. So I like that deal quite a bit. I think that, that makes them winners. Um, seeing the Jags get both, Travon Walker and Devin Lloyd. I think those are two athletic freaks. Obviously, they lost Miles Jack, so it makes sense to draft a new linebacker. I think those are two great picks, actually, um, on paper. So we've got Detroit Lions, I think the Chargers, the Eagles, um, the Jaguars, and I'd finish off with the Jets. The Jets made some great moves. Jermaine Johnson, um, I think a lot of draft analysts had him in the top five, top ten. Um, and I heard that teams didn't like him as much. I'd say in the 10 to 20 range. So him falling to 26, just dra- dra- you know, trading up to pick him up uh, as their third pick, adding him to Sauce Gardner at number four. And also uh, they drafted Garrett Wilson, another wide receiver for Zach Wilson, actually. Um, they have quite a few nice receivers in New York right now. So I think the Jets did an incredible job. Overall, though, I, even the Giants, actually, to be honest, Kevin Thibodeau and Evan Neal, two really solid picks. Um, so, yeah, a handful of winners here. There aren't too many major losers. I think the Patriots are reached with Cole Strange. A lot of people have him in the third and fourth round. Same could be said about Tyler Smith. He is not officially ready to play and plug in right now. He is a project. A lot of people had him in, in the second or third round. So let's talk into that since this is a Dallas Cowboys-based podcast, I'd say. Um, that is my team. We're going to break down all the picks for the draft weekend. But round one, obviously, like I said, the, the picks you wanted, Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, they weren't there. Um, all the wide receivers were gone as well. Um, and they didn't want to draft. They didn't want to trade up. They could have drafted Burks. They could have drafted Penny if they moved up just a couple of spots, but they didn't feel like doing so. So they ended up taking Tyler Smith. They wanted to go O line. Um, 
We'll see how the careers play out between the players that were drafted right after him with Tyler Linderbaum, Jermaine Johnson, and Devin Lloyd because those are all names I'd rather have, especially Devin Lloyd. Uh, even Kobe Dean I'd probably have uh, rather than Tyler Smith, George Karloftis. And Dev threw a little shade at me <laughs> in the group chat. He said, even last year, you weren't a huge fan of Parsons. It's true. I was kind of set on J.C. Horn. Uh, or Patrick Sertan the second. I thought cornerback made a lot of sense. I really thought one would be there, if not both, for the Cowboys, and they were taken right in front of the Cowboys. Um, they traded back. I thought Rashawn Slater filling up a guard for the foreseeable future would make a lot of sense. Um, coming into this draft, we were looking for a guard. That could have been solved last year, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um... And it wasn't that I didn't like Parsons. I just liked other players more. And going into last season, I thought maybe Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Ash could kind of replicate what they did two years ago and be elite. Um, so I didn't see it as big of a need. But to be honest, when you look at last year's draft, before the draft started, people had Parsons as the best defensive player, right? Uh, but as a linebacker, he was super athletic. He could do this, that, the other. What I miss out on, and what a lot of analysts miss out on, was his pass rush ability. Not that many people saw that ability, because he only showed it once in a while. It wasn't like a consistent thing, he didn't do too much of it. So it was a skill that he's great at, but we didn't really see on tape. Um, so I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, I'm the one who whiffed out uh, on him. Um, whatever, Dev doesn't know shit. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take that, I'll eat that, whatever. But with Tyler Smith, this is someone that's not ready to play right now. Like, he's going to compete, but he has so much development left to do. He's young. I totally get it. Uh, he's only played, what, 16 games at this position. And he has a position flexibility, which the Cowboys wanted quite a bit. The the He could play left guard. He could potentially be swung back out into left tackle after Tyron retires. Um, it's interesting. The reason I don't like it, and a lot of fans don't like it, is he's not ready to play right now. Whereas a Karloftis, a Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, Tremaine Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, they are ready to play and, and be starters right now. Whereas Tyler Smith has um, a, high, a very high ceiling. He has the tools, he has the traits, he just doesn't have the experience and needs to clean up a lot um, to become a great player. So for me, it's like this is a project pick. I don't like that in the first round. Um, I, I think with the other names being there, you probably choose one of the other names or at least hope that they traded back and didn't have to reach for Tyler Smith, which is, this seems like a reach. Um, most people can agree on. Um, and there's nothing wrong with Tyler Smith. I think he, you know, he, I heard his interviews. He sounds really nice. He's humble. I'm excited for him, and I hope he becomes a great player for us, obviously. Um, I, I just think that where he was drafted uh, and what he brings to the table right now is just not what I wanted or what Cowboys fans wanted. But if you look at his tape, like I said, he has the skills. He's a big, big, big boy. Um, in college, he was penalized quite a bit, so we might get Connor Williams you know, 2.0 rookie season. He was, I think, penalized... 15, 16 times he led, the NFL, uh, he led college football in that. 
Um, so that's nice. But like I said, he, he's really raw. Um, he has the physical traits, though. He has the tools, and he could become something great. Because when he does play well, when he does protect well, it looks like some of the best tape you've ever seen of any college player uh, on the O-line, right? He, he fits up right with the best names. But he also has a shit ton of shitty plays. And that's what brings him down to a second, third round grade is his low lights. And there's quite a few of those. So let's see what the Cowboys do. Um, at least they've answered this issue at O-line. Uh, having a guard, he'll at least compete with uh, Matt Farniok and Josh Ball and uh, some of the other names they have there. Uh, ideally, I think he plays left guard and then gets swung out in a couple years to left tackle. So it looks like your O-line's okay for now. Um, let's see what they do. Moving into day two, they have two picks, obviously. Uh, one in the second, one in the third. They could move up using a couple of those fifth rounders, doing something like that. But right now, going into day two, they have two picks. And I think wide receiver and tight end and defensive end are, are the three spots you'd be looking at. If they miss out on McBride or Jelani Woods... I don't think I'd want a tight end. I either want one of those two or I don't want one um, in, in D2. Uh, there's still quite a few wide receivers. If someone like Sky Moore happened to fall to 56, I'd be all about that action. Uh, a lot of people have him in the top five uh, receivers in this class. Some people have him in the top three. Um, I don't think he'll be there. I think he'll go in the 40s, to be honest, uh, or late 30s. But, yeah, I think... Going after one of these wide receivers makes a lot of sense. Defensive end, there's a lot of depth in this draft. So, you know, I'm not in a huge rush. I wouldn't even mind waiting to the fourth or packaging a couple fifth rounders with a fourth rounder pick to move up. Um, but I think tight end, wide receiver, defensive end is what you're looking at with these next two picks. And there should be plenty of talent there. Um, and then moving into day three, you'll see what they do tomorrow. But I'd see running back, linebacker depth, um, cornerback depth, maybe a kicker as well in the fifth. Um, when we're looking at tomorrow, if one of these linebackers or stud cornerbacks does fall into your lap, I am definitely not opposed. I think you definitely have to go best player available now. I really hope they don't go towards uh, holes that they have on their team. I think you just need to draft the best player available, don't reach, and I think Cowboys fans will be more calm at the end of day two. But let's see what happens. Uh, it's nearly 6 a.m. I've got to go take a little nap before work. Um, so until next time, I'm out. See ya.